Hello, my friend. It's wonderful to join you again. And I think I say this each time. <laughs> and Greg and I do with, with great happiness and actually lightness of heart as we begin Lent. Lent uh, is, you might know and remember, and maybe every clergy person you know will tell you, Lent means spring. We might say new springtime. And you may be in part of the world or part of the country where that's already deceptively real for you. Here at the mountain, we've had warm days here at the end of February. There's been a brightness of the sky and of the earth and a worry that things, buds would come out too soon. It's a time when we anticipate that newness of life. And we do precisely as Christian people walking in the one who is new life for us who poured himself out for us, the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ. And not, as we know through Christmas and the radical celebration of the Incarnation, this is a God who did not stand far off. Our God is not a God who of distance, but one who came amazingly and very often embarrassingly and sometimes upsettingly near, who entered into and does and remains in our every day, our moment, and our hearts. In other podcasts and in another Zoom, Greg and I will be welcoming people who have been reading the book Franciscan Lexio, or maybe thinking of reading that book to uh, times of reflection. But some of my reflection going into Lent is stirred by working on that book and then listening to others about it as well. We begin Lent and Ash Wednesday with beautiful intentionalities. Jesus is talking to us as disciples, those who are learning from him. And one of the things he talks about that I find myself reflecting on is when he says, but when you pray, go to your inner room, your inner room, and close the door and pray to your father in secret. And your father who sees in secret will repay you. Now, as we talk about first world problems and west wor- west- <laughs> westward world issues, I would say having your own room isn't our problem. In fact, I'm amazed at how many college students come having had their own room probably since almost being a, a, a baby, as my mother would have said, an infant. That isn't what Jesus is talking about, not that sort of room necessarily. People in his day may have all of them as a family lived in one room. So what might this room be? And how might we close the door to pray to our Father in what we call here secret? Well, then it helps us know that secret isn't separation, huh? We can start there. We may be in a full room. In fact, maybe you have been, or you snuck away to listen to this, or you're going to be in a full room in a little while. Let your heart be a place of quiet, a a place that might be secret in the sense that it's your solitude, your solo space, a place where God would dwell. You might remember that beautiful line from St. Francis, I often remember, create within yourself, create within yourself a place where God might dwell. This is that room, I believe, that Jesus is talking about, the inner room. 
an inner room is not necessarily our bedroom or you know a tiny little closet we can sneak into off on the side and in the dark open our hearts, but in the darkness of our hearts possibly open to Christ's light, even at the beginning of Lent. See, Lent and springtime are not linear experiences, nor is our life ever. Uh, we line things up in a way of helping to take a look at them and to measure them. But most of what we put on a line happens quite spontaneously and is a spiral moving forward. And it encircles us again and again and rises up, out, and back into an inner space with us. If we're willing to go there, choose to go there, and gently whatever close the door might mean to you, and then pray to the one we call Father in secret. So a few more words on that, as it is the counsel of Jesus to the disciples at the beginning of Lent. I think this door is just the consciousness of separation. It might be drawing aside. It may be being in your car and turning off the radio and driving for a while and what seems to be first an uncomfortable silence and then letting it open up, letting it open because there's one with you. <laughs> there's the God who abides in your heart. Remember, you and I just talked about creating within ourselves a place where God might dwell. And that God didn't decide not to get on the car when we got into it. <laughs> that God goes with us everywhere. I mean, that's the amazing thing. We don't have to have candlesticks and lots of things going on for a God presence. It's immediate to us. It's here. It's now. But there's something of closing that door, of sequestering ourselves a little bit. So having entered into a space, there might be a further closure or privileged spaciousness that is our very own heart where God might dwell, that we might take a little more time and have a sense of the prayer that opens there. Jesus, from the very beginning, in the desert and then in the beautiful gospel that we'll hear on the first Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent, is Jesus in the desert. We hear the devil took him there, or at least met him there, and now starts tempting him. And Jesus repeatedly lets the devil know that the power and person, the place and privilege of his life is his Father, our Father, who art in heaven, as we pray, because Jesus taught us that prayer. It might be our prayer, or a line or two of it, during our Lenten season, as we draw aside in an inner room, in our heart where we might dwell and close this door by further felt sense of solitude and presence and pray to our Father in secret. Now, secret in our world can sound like separate too, or I know something you don't know. I think it's more a privileged sense of presence because you and I do have a secret, each of us. 
and that is that you have a privileged sense of God unlike any other. And I'm blessed, I do too. God is with us and intentionally abiding in us in a very privileged way as who we are. He chaitas, the very one you are, God shines on and into now. Even in the dark little corner, <laughs> you and I crawl into it with the difficulties and strains of our day and say, boy, I got to get into that space to cry out for God to come in and help me in that inner room right now. And God shows up in secret, in privilege, in intentionality, in your place and mine to show us the Father's love. For in the very beginning, throughout the desert time of Jesus, he makes available to us his life, his story, his walk with the one he calls Father. And so, my friend, I'd invite you to enter into this Lent with uh, a sense of a new spring, maybe if not in your step, in your heart, (laughs) and if not on the landscape around you, the landscape, your inner landscape within you. Greg and I delight in this time. And in a time of darkness in our world and the strain of war, and the terrible earthquakes that have devastated people and villages and lives, you and I reach out and carry that into the intimacy of the God who is secret to us, privileged, and hears our prayers for others. And somehow we become united with the earth, the moon, and the stars and other people who don't have rooms to go away to as we enter into the privileged place of an inner room and dwelling with God, bring this love of God to the world. Let us for a while be still and know that God is here And being still, open our hearts even more to the privilege of the one who abides in us. Be still and sense a new springtime. For God abides in you. The Lord give you peace. Dan Riley and Greg Lecamelli greeting you and wishing you well as you journey through this Lenten season of new life. Go to the inner room Go to the inner room The storehouse of God Do not heap up empty words Pray with sincerity.
See you.